Good morning, quitters. How are we doing today? Welcome to another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me, I'm your host, Maxim Allen, and uh, today is June 6, 2021, and it is hot as fucking balls outside. I know I said that last episode, but today I sweat through my shirt multiple times. So, uh, yeah, I'm hanging in there, but uh, today's guest is wonderful. And, uh, you know, I like to gas people up. People don't like it, but I'm going to be real here. Is <laughs> Today's guest is absolutely incredible. He's hilarious. If you know him, you love him. If you don't know him, you're going to love him. Everyone, please welcome Dylan Adler. Oh, thank you so much, Max. That, that was a very nice intro. I appreciate thank you. it. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking today before you came over, I was like thinking about the first time I saw you perform. Mm-hmm. And it was the Creek in the Cave. And you just did your two and a half minutes. And yeah. I said, like, good set afterward. But but I was so new to the city. I yeah. didn't know like who you were. And I just thought you were some dude who would like, oh, maybe you just started comedy and he's just really fucking funny. And then uh-huh. I realized like, oh, he works super hard. <laughs> he's a regular crusher. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you're, you're a musical comedian. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before we get started, I do think I should let you do your plugs really quick where people can check you out. Um, yeah. So what do you got for us? Thank you. you so... Uh, Social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore on Twitter at Dylan Adler six. And me and my friend Kelly Bachman have a show coming up also called Rape Victims Are Horny Too. Check it out. <laughs> it's a good show. It's coming up uh, Sunday. I mean, uh, this uh, Saturday, uh, the 12th, June 12th at seven at the Improv Asylum. We have another show in the caveat and another one in in July. Um, at the Improv Asylum too, and also we're releasing a podcast called Q Music. Okay, it's a musical variety podcast that I do with Kelly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, check that out. That it should be really that awesome, really fun too. I can't wait to listen to it. It's gonna be great. So yeah, yeah. Ch- check out all of Dylan's stuff. All yes. the links will be in the episode description. Yes. Uh, where to follow him and all that, and go to his shows. Uh, you're gonna love him. Mm-hmm. So Dylan, yeah, you do musical comedy, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, what kind of came first in your life? Were you a musician first or a comedian kind of first? Or yeah. How did that go together? So I went to I went to school for music composition. Like I wanted to my okay. dream, like a dream. I'd always played piano mm-hmm. in my life and I wanted to write film scores and I wanted to um write you know theater and then in you know my time i fell in love with musical theater and i wanted i want to be a songwriter i want to write theater i want to write like the you know the um something like wicked or whatever and stuff and then and then i kind of discovered comedy uh through improv and in like one Mm. acting class i took they had like an improv kind of yeah. section. I was like, oh, this is so fun. This is yeah. amazing. And then one night we went, all went to an improv jam at the People's Improv Theater. And that's mm. where I discovered that. And then I just kind of jammed an improv. And then I did improv and stand up at the same time. And I've just never stopped. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit here. So yeah. when was, so you start getting into musical composition and musicals. Do you remember the first time you saw a musical? Yes, the first mu I think the first musical I ever saw was probably like Annie or Annie. something okay. with Lo- Love Annie. It's a great class. The first Broadway musical I saw was um Wicked. Okay. Which oh wait, no. The first one I saw was Pippin, which blew me away. But mm-hmm. the one that really just kind of like made me want to write for theater was Wicked. It just kind of How old were you? <laughs> I was nineteen. Okay, nice. Yeah. I uh this is I have a weird I have a weird story about Wicked. Uh-huh. I went to school with Kristen Chenoweth's <gasps> niece. So oh, I've, my God. I've, I met her in okay. sixth grade when Wicked first like popped off. Yeah. And it was weird because in sixth grade, I met this person who was like a musical star. Yeah. And we all took photos with her, whatever. I was like a foot taller than her in like, sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. With Christian Chenoweth? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, and yeah, of course, she's really short. I'm not like, I'm not, I was never into theater or anything that time. There was just yeah. like, we have a celebrity visiting our sixth grade class. It's like, I guess get a picture. Oh my <laughs> God, that's so funny. I, yeah, I, at the time, I wouldn't even have known who she was either. Right. But even like, yeah, I, I remember George Lucas came into my brother's class and I didn't <laughs> know. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, I don't give a fuck. But like, it's just because what, like, he, there was like a connection to someone mm-hmm. in the class and he came into it. but um wow i was like who's that i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah 
And meanwhile, like every every dude on the planet was like George freaking Lucas. Oh I know God. every like dude is just creaming their jeans, and we're like, who's that? Is who's that, that is that Raven Simone? I don't care. But yeah. So you you've been playing piano your whole life, and yeah. you kind of get into musicals around high school. Then yeah, around you know uh, high school, I played in the pit band of the musical. Okay, and I was like second trumpet for little Little Shop of Horrors playing Ooh. that, and then second my sophomore year, I did. I was a part of the musical, but I was like, n- I was like not a good singer. I was very shy, kind mm-hmm. of insecure, so I wasn't like a main role. Yeah. But I really, really fell in love with theater in college and like write the music aspect of it and the composition aspect. Mm. That's when I really like, that was like a big dream of mine. Okay. So in uh, in high school, were you in just kind of like a normal public school or a private school or were you in a kind of artsy school specifically? Yeah, I went to a public school. Okay. Um, but one thing about, about our public schools, we had a nice music program. Like we had mm-hmm. a good jazz band, pep band. And so that's something that I did. But like, I really... Um, I really more like did more like classical stuff on the side mm-hmm. when, like I you know me my mom started me and my brother on like piano lessons when we were like six like oh, really wow, um, yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> the first one was Forrest so a little bit a little tiger mom but then we fell in love with it then we fell in love yeah with um with piano that's yeah. great though yeah. Lee uh, she started when she was three <laughs> oh my god. This is crazy. This is her story. She says her mom, when she was practicing, her mom would stand behind her. And if she slouched at the piano, she would poke her with the back of a needle. To get oh, my God. That's that's uh, that's Tiger Mom. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I know. I've heard those stories. I know. Thankfully, my mom wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. But, but something that my mom is, she's like brutally honest. Yeah. So like if I show her a song or a comedy thing, she'll be like, yeah, not your best. Or like, whoa. Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> Because, good. because if I impress her, then it's like, I know, I know it's good. <laughs> I know I did good. Amazing. I always, I always like in hindsight, I wish I had done some type of piano lessons or something, but I know as a kid, I would have kicked and screamed and I never would have let it happen. But, yeah. I mean, I'm a yeah. piano teacher and I've taught some of those students mm-hmm. where it's like, <laughs> you just don't have the drive, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and then some are really good. But yeah, sometimes it's like your mom just... Needs a break for an hour. I, just, <laughs> I should be your babysitter instead. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So one thing you mentioned that I think is interesting is uh, you mentioned you played the trumpet. Yeah. I would love to see uh, you incorporate a trumpet into your act. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> I've thought about it and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like there are less options because you can't yeah. speak. Right. <laughs> well, you can't say words. But... May I mean maybe I could I, like if it. I was just like imagining it, and I'm like I can imagine the shock of an audience when you start telling stand up and then whip out a trumpet. It would be like so I loud and, and abrasive. Trumpets, I would not need to do it into the mic because it's so fucking yeah. loud. It's very, <laughs> yeah. What uh, did you grow up in? Like a suburb or like a city, like apartment complex or anything? Or? I grew up in a suburb. Okay, uh, yeah. So you was... had some room to practice the trumpet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it in my room, but the whole neighborhood could still hear. But um, yes, uh, yeah. I was, you know, trumpet kind of is a painful instrument. It just hurts your cheeks and really, it hurts your, yeah. Whoa, it hurts your lips. I, I really enjoyed piano more, mm-hmm. and also it's like. <laughs> It's a very like mask instrument. Yeah. Everyone was like just kind of like the bro of the band as bro is like a band person could be, but somehow <laughs> like it's so me and my brother were talking about like it's like the brass. Something about brass, there's like some kind of like they they're like they think they're like the top like they think they're like the jocks of the band. It's like, well, congrats, you're the jocks of band. Like, that's you think that's an accomplishment, right? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I prefer piano, but trumpet was fun. That's funny. I feel like I feel like the only jock of the band I could imagine it's is like, like tuba. Percussion. Yeah, tuba, brass, like percussion, that mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah, I feel like I always like would like see the kids playing tuba, and I'm like. There's some part of you that want that was like I want to be the center of the attention. I want everyone to look at me and be like, yeah. "How is he carrying that?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The tuba's like it's like a rock, like holds it down. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so you you do band in uh, in high school. And yeah. You kind of get slowly involved in musicals here in, in yeah. high school. Yeah. And then how? So you see, you said you saw Wicked when you were like sixteen. Yeah, uh, 19. 19. Oh, 19. Okay, yeah, so you were in, in college. I was in New York in college, okay. yeah. So where'd you go to school? 
NYU. Oh, okay. Classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what'd you, what, what'd you start going to school for? What was your degree in? It was musical composition. I okay. Was, I was applying to different colleges for it, mm-hmm. and I really didn't think I would get into their program because it was, like, the best one that, that I was applying to. Yeah. But once I found out that I got in, I was like, oh, my God, yes, I have to, like, because mm-hmm. I always imagined that I would just stay in California. Okay. But once I got into the program, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to gonna go there. So Sick. That's yeah. dope. So did after you started getting into musical theater in college, did mm-hmm. you switch majors into that or were you still doing musical composition? I was still doing musical composition, mm-hmm. but. So I kind of discovered improv and stand-up. Right. And the very first stand-up that I was doing, it was just jokes. It wasn't musical comedy. Right. And it was like, you know, my first mic went okay. Mm -hmm. It was like pretty good. And then like 20 after them, I ate garbage for like, and then (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm going to keep doing it Mm -hmm. until I do better than the first. And then I'm going to quit. But then then somewhere in that time, I like got addicted and and like, yeah. then I think I don't I don't remember when, but the first time I did a song at the mm-hmm. Creek in the Cave open mic, it got like a bigger response than any of my jokes ever did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe I should like wow. should focus on this a little bit. <laughs> so I was doing like half jokes, half songs, and then now for mm-hmm. the most part, I just mostly do songs yeah. and some jokes here and there. But uh, yeah, that's wow. how that came. So be. when you were when you're in college and you kind of you kind of get introduced to improv and stand up yeah did this kind of take your attention away from like musical theater and like music composition was it like a whoa what is this like i need to go this way it totally did it wasn't like it wasn't that i was um it wasn't that i was like getting away from music yeah like songwriting or music composition i just like was so interested in this thing and loving this thing yeah that I felt by my senior year, I was way more invested in like comedy mm-hmm. stuff than yeah, um, music composition. Okay, what yeah. was your? Do you remember your first? Where was your first open mic? Do you remember the Creek in the Cave? Oh, re- oh my god! <laughs> I know. Uh, in the oh. Born in the Sewer. I mean, I, uh, I, you know, the Creek in the Cave. It was. Uh, my it was like right first, and it's like definitely it was like where I would go the most, mm-hmm. and I really do have like an attachment to it because it the, the piano was there, and I could that's where I could try all my bits, and I know yeah. like I definitely like <laughs> have been called like the f word there, like Ooh. racist shit. It's like not like you know some some like fucking terrible people were there and yeah. were hung out there, which is like you know it was bad and mm-hmm. you know in some ways, but like in that but i really do have an attachment to it because mm-hmm. it was my first open mic it's where <laughs> i met a lot of my closest friends and it's like where i could really develop my musical bits because they had a piano there and all the mics are free totally yeah. i i feel like starting at the creek in the cave like that will put some callus on your self-esteem <laughs> like that that's like how you build up the resilience to sure. like the worst of the worst yeah like. <laughs> yeah and like i remember yeah i think there's a certain like energy there's like an energy about the creek that's so unhinged and it's like you can go off you can scream you can do you know andrea allen yes to me she was one of the first comics who i met who was nice to me there and she to me is like that to me is like creek to me that like yeah like energy of like yes i just like uh so i mean that's uh i guess it did in a way kind of breed some of like my tendencies and stuff for like you know, part bring some certain like um, parts out of mm-hmm. me and other people, but yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Looking back at it, wow. I have it's like I, I I look back and I'm really sad that it closed, even though you know. I you was know. like, see, I I had only I think I've been to the creek and the cave for a mic probably like eight times. Yeah, and because I I mean I live like like a full like 50 minute train ride away yeah and i would only go uh when lee was going back when we were friends yeah that's where i met lee yeah yeah i would just go with her she's like i'm doing a bunch of mics i'm gonna go to the creek and i was like sure i'll go to the creek with you and then it was always like oh i'm waiting three hours to go two and a half minutes dead last in this quote-unquote bucket and it was just (laughs) brutal (laughs) yeah yeah the good old days of waiting forever (laughs) oh my god yeah i remember yeah i remember like the first couple times like going up completely at 1 a.m on a tuesday night for like five people (laughs) (laughs) so you start you start stand up then in college yeah so 
So what year was this when you went to your first this mic? This was 2017. Okay. So, yeah, it was started improv and open mics at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like summer of 2017, going into my, I guess, senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, senior year, going into that. And, um, yeah, that's when I started mm-hmm. uh, that whole thing. So when you kind of got into improv and stand up around the same time, did you were you on any improv teams? Or were you doing UCB? Totally, yeah. yeah. So at first, I did imp- first thing I did was improv, mm-hmm. and I kind of gravitated towards that first because it's like it felt like improvisers were like, "Yes, and and happy and like we're gonna like you know, yeah. compliment, you know, and like stand up." Like I would go, I went to the creek first, and it's like <laughs> everyone is like talking about like, and no one like seemed friendly, and I was like. Oh my God! What the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> uh, so I gravitated more towards improv because mm-hmm. I like the energy. But uh, um, I kind of yeah in the UCB I took all the classes, um, and I I could feel myself getting like stuck you know in that kind of there's like a cultiness yeah to UCB and there's like sometimes with like this is the only way I can get break in and if i can't then it's like but there's so many more avenues you could do yeah and i feel like it was honestly through stand-up and musical comedy where i found my actual comedic voice and like unique perspective and like where Mm -hmm. i could really like hone in on stuff more Mm -hmm. through that than improv and eventually i got more sucked into that than Mm -hmm. than improv even though i do enjoy doing it and um yeah that's I'll, fair yeah so what so you mentioned this is something that i've been thinking about the last like few days it's been on my mind so like comedic voice yeah so sure. how did you start kind of discovering your comedic voice how long did it take you and what kind of material did you start doing that made you realize what your voice was totally so i started off doing jokes about being gay and asian okay. i was like gay asian which you know i mean like yeah cool yeah and then like <laughs> uh it's like i remember i had a joke about like um like i don't know like just uh wanting to eat ass and mm-hmm. just i still eat a thing about you know it's, yeah. it's nothing has changed <laughs> uh but i remember like at first i really like copied ali wong and like oh, her kind of like cadence yeah. of like like kind of her like because that's what it's like kind of yeah. like i'm not doing but it's like like kind of her cadence mm-hmm. and her because i like loved her so much i was like such a huge i'm such a huge fan so she's wonderful she's so great um and i think i was trying to like discover that and like um i think uh then i started doing songs more and like mm-hmm. i think you know it's when whenever you try a song yeah <laughs> at an open mic or something it's like it's a rip it's like not a, it's like a big thing it's mm-hmm. like and it's like i think i remember there was something like i was trying to i remember like thinking that I was trying to sometimes do things that's like, oh, what's going to make this crop of people who I see at Mike's laugh? What am right. I? What? And then I think I made a switch of like, no, like what actually makes me like die laughing? Like, yeah. Me as a person, mm-hmm. like not trying to make these like straight people <laughs> like what's going to make. I'm like, what like and trying to like lead from that. And then mm-hmm. that's when I started doing more musical comedy stuff yeah. and more like, like very um, flamboyant stuff and like yeah. kind of trying to find my own, like what, what, what would make me like really mm-hmm. like die. Um, was there like a, was there like a moment that like clicked where you realized that? <laughs> um, Or was it just kind of like something you had been thinking on stewing? Yeah. On, it was kinda, like yeah. stuff I'd been stewing on. And I mm-hmm. think it was like, yeah, it was stuff I've been suing on because I know I had a bunch of material where I'm like, I just like wrote this because like I know because I think it would make this pr- group of people. Right. But it's like then it's like I started to like lean towards material that I felt like that I mm. as an individual actually would like really laugh at. Yes. And really that I actually really like. Okay. Yeah. That That's like I've been struggling with this like comedic voice thing for mm. like a like a few months now it's kind of like been in the background and like it's kind of bubbling up more and everyone that like i've talked to is about it is kind of just saying like kind of that is just like do what makes you laugh. exactly and i i feel i think that's so good and what i'm what i'm going through is like what do i actually want to talk about like what yeah what exactly. do i feel needs to be said yeah. what do i want to put out yeah there, you what know? do you want to see what is it that you want to see right want to talk about exactly exactly and I think leading from that place is 
always though is like the way to go yeah yeah totally i i think it's just like it's so cool like me and lee were literally like outside last night on the front stoop just like talking about people that like have really good voice and of course like we mentioned you because it's like when you see like when you see like dylan perform it's so clear where you're coming from and like it's full of like all your raw emotions <laughs> so there's no disagreement there's no interpretation it's just like we know exactly how he feels about this it's very funny <laughs> thank you yeah a lot of times after my sets i'm like oh i, I, I can no longer speak i've screamed so. <laughs> oh my yeah. god when, when you came here to do that like live stream show that lee was doing for oh, yeah. her company <laughs> and that was the first time i saw you do the hang on i have to burp joke oh, yeah. and then you scream <laughs> i was like dying laughing i was like that's the funny fucking thing i've ever seen <laughs> thank you there was it reminded me there was a, a comedian i saw back in denver and he had this joke where he would guys he would get on stage and be like sorry guys uh do you mind if i vape in here can i hit my vape really quick and yeah. the crowd would be like yeah sure and he'd pull yeah. out a slide whistle and hit the slide whistle <laughs> that's funny it's like, funny as fuck i like that I so like that. do you remember when you started doing uh full sets of like music yeah yeah the first time i did a real full set of music the first time I was like booked on a show, mm-hmm. they were like, we want you to do your music stuff. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> they like requested it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I did jokes and I did music. They're like, we want you to do your music stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So I like lugged my piano and then I did, I think that was in like 2018 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when, so whenever I got booked on a show, it's like, oh, it's like music stuff. They want me to, so that's kind of how I, oh, okay. that I started doing full sets on shows as like music and maybe like sprinkle in a joke in mm-hmm. between a song here or there. Yeah. But um, it was always kind of like, yeah. It Interesting. Was, yeah. So you kind of, you kind of got requested into your way yeah, of being a Yeah, a little bit, comedian. a little bit, because I would go to these, <laughs> I remember I would like go to these mics and I would do like half jokes, half songs. And then they were like, oh, we want you to be on our show. Like do your songs. Like mm-hmm. definitely. And I was like, oh, okay. Whoa, shady. Cool. No, but yeah, no, but it was like, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I really mm-hmm. start. I started out like doing mostly like music sets. So when you when you kind of start doing music more, did you did you meet other musical comedians at all? Do you have any that you know? Yes, yes. It's like kind of through time I really pretty much know most mm-hmm. musical comics in the city and it's really? like yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for the most yeah. I'm sure there are a couple of like mm-hmm. I'm okay, I'm sure there are a bunch that yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um but I do like I feel like there is like because <laughs> <laughs> we we are sometimes hated and yeah. uh, i mean which is i mean like i i i remember when i was like lugging my piano into the venue and one mm-hmm. of my good friends like dan yang he i didn't meet him but when he first saw him he was like this bitch lugging in his fucking piano <laughs> he told me that's what he was thinking i was like and i was like okay fine and then <laughs> but um yeah i think yeah i i, I really love other musical mm-hmm. comics I who think. who are your favorites here Oh, I really love Caitlin Cook is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Owens is brilliant. Okay. Um, AJ Holmes is another one who's kind of like he mm-hmm. he's he he comes from Broadway. He's like been on Broadway oh, and really? now he's doing musical comedy. I'm like, what? Okay, dope. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you're doing music after you've been on Broadway. I'm like, yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like totally missing so many other great musical comics mm-hmm. right now because um, honestly i've i've seen very few besides you okay like, I've, you're like the musical comedian i've seen the most okay and then um my buddy Derek calto who used to oh. run uh cherry bomb Mike, oh cool 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 he's cool, cool. he's kind of he does like acoustic guitar kind of protest song comedy oh, cool, 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 cool. but i haven't i haven't seen like any of the ones you named like i've i, yeah. I definitely follow them on instagram but i yeah. haven't seen them live yet totally and i miss so many and i'm thinking like sally and hall kimbert mm-hmm. like luna malbrook so good like um asian pop comedy is a great mm-hmm. group that does musical co- yeah i think there's so many like there's so many in the city that yeah, that are that are super fun, but also a lot of them who do musical comedy also do like straight stand up. Mm, okay, because yeah. I feel like when I see a musical comedian at like a lower level, like at op- like low open mics, like who are people who are newer, sure, I always think of like it's this must be like I think this is where part of like the animosity of like regular stand ups towards musical stand ups <laughs> comes from is okay. they're like oh anytime you're not telling a punchline you can just strum your guitar and people are still like nice sure like, we're enjoying yeah. this yeah you know? well yeah I mean like 
music when the music is over it's like yeah like clapping there's like <laughs> and it does i feel like put so i can understand how like comics are like this bitch yeah. or, or like this but you know uh i uh yeah and there's something about musical con- that i feel like it automatic like the puts a little audiences a little mm-hmm. more at ease or something yeah yeah i think it's like a change of pace like you see all yeah. these stand-ups up top and it's it, like it can be very confrontational and i feel like when that mute like they start playing music it's yeah. kind of like a relaxing break sure you yeah know? it is a break and very rarely are there like multiple musical comics yeah. booked on the same <laughs> show and i found like you know uh oh my god i'm, I'm totally I totally blanked out on what I was going to say. Oh my God, I'm totally... Oh yeah, so I feel like for for musical comics, like there can be, you know, yeah, like, oh my God, I'm I'm totally blanking out. (laughs) I'm just thinking about, (laughs) like I'm thinking about... So like even after you like finish, like even after like I've done like songs where Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh my god! Like like it like it's like not doing well and blah yeah. blah blah. And then after it's over, they're like, "Oh, the, the sound is done." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "Okay, thank you." Yeah, like but, you you never fully bomb with musical comedy because everyone's yes, just but like. Music. I would beg to differ because yeah. I, I have done some gigs where there was one time I did a gig where um, I was doing musical comedy in the middle of an ice skating rink. What I know and oh people skating around me while I perform. Mm -hmm. And I was like doing my first song where I'm like, I'm singing, I hope he eats parfait and my ass. And then a mom while skating around me was like, I have a daughter. I have a daughter. (laughs) Stop saying these blasphemous. And then so, and then it was so bad. And then like, it was it was like definitely a bomb, and then I had to lug my piano what the, off okay, the ring. That sounds like a dream sequence from like a movie. Like you have <laughs> you have some horrible nightmare about performing musical, dirty musical comedy yes. in the middle of an ice rink. Who yes. thinks of that? Artists think of that. <laughs> Artists in Queens who are like, "What an experience this will be! <laughs> Immersive art in the city, New York." Like that's what it was. That's oh my gosh! <laughs> I, know, I know that's so funny. Is that is that like one of? Does that stand out as like a bad bomb for yes, you? Yes, that's definitely probably the the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did, did you have uh like getting into like the musical comedy? Did you have yeah. any like early struggles like figuring that out or were you kind of just like it kind of just flowed naturally? Yeah, music when I was doing shows, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was it was like a big learning experience because I learned a lot of things about musical. I learned something that's so important, the level of your track or the level of the instrument that you, is so important because mm-hmm. I've done shows where they can't hook up my piano or can't co- hook up the track right so they're just like hearing something so faint and i'm it's like basically acapella whoa and then also the other important thing is like they have to understand your words like that because yes. that's where the jokes are and if like if you're like mumbling or if something like if you're not really kind of eating the mic and like saying right. every word like then they're gonna miss a joke and then the laughs aren't gonna happen so it's yeah. like i kind of learned that along the way like the acoustics are mm-hmm. so crucial for like the jokes to hit mm-hmm. in the in the space, and also for you to like enunciate the words so that the audience can laugh at it mm-hmm. at the joke that you wrote. Interesting. So I'm I'm not a musical guy at all, but I'm curious. Do you when you write the music for your jokes? Yeah. Do you do you ever pick a specific range of notes or like tone or whatever so that you can better enunciate over it? Like, are there notes you stay away from? Yeah, I try to make it for my range. I try to make it like mm-hmm. I try to make when I write a song. I try to make it easy for me to sing, mm-hmm. and I try to make it you know a song. I I usually sometimes pick some chords or like pick a song i want to base it off of mm-hmm. and then switch up the melody i have the melody usually in chords down it's the lyrics mm-hmm. and like the it's like the lyrics of the song that i try to workshop mm-hmm. and like you know make and you know add to the song right so you mo, mo, it seems like most of your songs are like what about like three to four minutes right 
Yeah, most of the three to four minutes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little shorter, but yeah, yeah that's mo- so. I I witnessed this like this week at yeah. uh, a mic where you did like the first like third of a song to practice. <laughs> uh, I thought yeah. that was so interesting because I'm like, <laughs> obviously, like at a show, you would never just stop the I song never halfway. Stop a song. Like the laugh was good enough. I'm moving on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I, I also thought that was interesting, like how you would pr- how how challenging it must be practice to challenging it must be to practice these songs in yeah. like chunks at an open mic and sure. decide what to practice exactly. and for how long. Yeah, because when I was writing like a song, mm-hmm. I would, because it's such a long song and yeah. I would be like, I only have three minutes and I just want to really try out this verse. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just going to do this song, do it up to the verse. That's the new thing. I have no reason to keep going because I know this part mm-hmm. does fine. Right. Um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, I try to work, work, work it at. Interesting. Cause when I, when I saw you at the Creek, I, I forgot it's the song where you, you scream about how much work you've done on yourself. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> sure, one I saw. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I think that one fits in like that two and a half minutes. It right? totally does. And it's that, I like doing that one because it's like, it's just a bunch of verses. So it's like, yeah. da, 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 it's like. So it's like if something happens to me and I can just write it into a verse and try it out if it works, cool. If it doesn't, then uh, oh, so yeah. so that song is like you've kind of got like the music totally down and you can like swap out yeah. verses. Yeah, with you whatever. can swap out verses and put like lyrics to the melody that mm. I already have and see how it fits to it. Wow, add it to the song and see if like oh I'll use this verse now. Mm-hmm. I'll add this verse. I won't use this verse. That's so. that's really fascinating. So it's like the, the, the these jokes, these songs are yeah. more like adaptable and changeable over yeah, time. Yeah, very much. And you know, in that song, I do talk about like you know rape trauma and stuff mm-hmm. and that. And sometimes I sing about it, and sometimes I don't. Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, I'm like, okay, the show uh, is has you know, I don't know if there's kids in the audience. <laughs> I'm not going to sing about that. But if yeah. there are, then then I will do those verses mm-hmm. and. For that song, I've literally written like, like seventy verses. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And like, some of them work okay, and some of them mm. work consist. Some of them, I'm, I've been like, ah, I probably gotta throw this one out, even though. I, wow. Yeah, but and so then you must have been doing that song for a like several years now, right? Yeah, I've been. I think like a year and a half. I've been doing that. Okay, song wow. And so working you, on it. So do you do you just like some days are you just walking down the street and you think of something like, oh, I yeah, should put it in that one. Yeah, totally. If something fucked up happens, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. always fucked up stuff. Always fucked up stuff. But yeah, I, I, I do like uh, keep adding to that song mm-hmm. as well as uh, loving to rewrite it. But also, I'm, I'm trying to do new songs. Yeah, like, trying to you know build mm-hmm. more. So clean stuff. What's your <laughs> Yeah, I was actually just about to ask about yeah. that. So a lot of your stuff is like pretty dirty. Yeah. Like it's very, yeah. it's very down. It's very creak and cave. <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, seriously, like a lot of these songs, like and mm-hmm. ideas for it were conceived there. Like yeah. open mics where it's like comics, I feel like have a certain grit to them and they're like, they're ready to like do that joke that's like very dark and very they're like willing to go there, like as I am, because yeah. I really love those kinds of jokes where people make like jokes about their own trauma and, mm-hmm. and stuff but um yeah when I, my experience is when i do some audiences mm-hmm. at the rape stuff or like other dark stuff they sometimes they laugh but sometimes it's like oh is this guy okay like yeah. is, it, is it i'm like <laughs> no i like i want you to laugh at this like at this yeah. exactly um so that's been an interesting experience, but so you've been trying to clean it up now and write some new. Definitely kind of... trying to clean it yeah. up. So what do, what does that look like for you? Like, know, what kind of topics do you touch on? I know I've been trying to. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're 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 figuring it out. You yeah. know, like, I uh, I've been trying to write stuff about like you know like my Asian identity, mm-hmm. like this, things I've been thinking about, maybe like. Uh, you know some trauma stuff but also yeah stuff about mm-hmm. that but you know in a way i feel like um yeah i'm trying to clean it up because mm-hmm. there's some times where it's like a corporate gig it's like we need something clean or like yeah we if you're <laughs> submitting to like america's got talent they're like whistle clean as a whistle yeah. so i'm like oh sh- i have none like I, yeah but uh interesting yeah i've been trying to write more uh, songs about that but it's hard because mm-hmm. like i really like i love dirty humor <laughs> yeah. i love that's humor that i love and to listen to and laugh at yeah. so 
it's uh it's been like hard but i think i'll try to adjust yeah I, I think it's interesting like with the clean and versus dirty stuff it's like i feel like as comedians when we go to all these open mics and shows and all the indie stuff on rooftops and backyards yeah. and basements it always feel like it's like an anything goes type is yeah, like it breeds that kind of like energy mm. and which i like and yeah. I, that's why I really even though it's like the creek i really loved it because it's it felt like you know, even though it's like not necessarily a quote safe space for yeah. like queer or like <laughs> women or like, I felt like sometimes it's like I could just go off and like yeah. express like the like what I what I was going mm-hmm. through that day and like just totally. like it's like a fuck it it's like kind of a fuck it kind of um thing which I really kind of like but yeah yeah it's like and I, what I think is interesting is like that stuff is like. That's what makes me love comedy is when I see this like really raw, like brutal, like in your face, like topics like people can talk about whatever trauma or whatever Mm -hmm. gender, sexuality, anything they're going through. And it's like, wow, this is great, you Mm -hmm. know, and then like the corporate mass audience of like America, they want this like distilled, clean. That's so true. They want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They want like the frag. They want like the most palatable fragments for the most people. One hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's hard to like balance that with like, what do I actually want to see and write? What do I like? To, yeah. What do I laugh at? And it's like, I'm trying to like merge those two as best I can. And mm-hmm. now that things are opening up and mics are coming back and shows are coming back, I'm trying to write and try to bridge mm-hmm. those two as best I can, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So do you, for like this new material, are you going to use old music you have, or do you have music that you kind of put on the wayside for something later, or are you trying to write new music? Yeah, I'm trying to write new music, trying okay. to write new songs, new premises for mm-hmm. songs, new jokes, maybe mm-hmm. to like, you know, fill out my set more. Right. Uh, as well as like add to the fucked up song, keep mm-hmm. writing that. And yeah. like, uh, cause <laughs> things keep happening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's what, yeah, but a lot of new stuff. So with with the music you write, where do you draw your influences from? Obviously, you love like musical theater. Do you have any yeah. like any just musical or musicians that you really vibe with that you uh, really like? Yeah, I love Elton John Elton so John? much. Okay. As a pianist, <laughs> he's like my biggest piano influence. I think, I think I would just like in college, I would print out transcripts of exactly how we played piano, (laughs) like the songs. And I would go to the practice Mm -hmm. room and like learn them because I just I was so his piano playing is so virtual. He's like a virtuoso. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, I love Elton John. I Mm -hmm. love um, I the the chords to fucked up. I based them off of Adele's He Won't Go. Okay. Yeah, I love. um. Of theater, of course. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of what it's based off of. But I, I also really like um, 70s music. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Because uh, we did touch on like your first musicals. What's your favorite musical? Uh, my favorite musical, it's like I, I sometimes get embarrassed to say because it's quote hack. But Hamilton. I love oh, Hamilton okay. so much. I think... <laughs> I remember, like, leading up to it, I was like, oh, there's no way I could live up to the hype. Like, right. what? Like, but then I was like, every single number is so meticulously thought mm-hmm. out and so brilliant. The choice of music, the yeah. the lyrics are so masterful. It's just everything, everything about it was just so, per- I, it was just so, ama- I was blown away. So. Absolutely. Like, I'm not, I've never gone to see a musical in person on Broadway, but like I'll occasionally like watch a musical. Like it's, I don't, I I do enjoy some of them, but like we watched Hamilton when it came to Disney plus and it was this like, it was this feel like it was kind of the same feeling. I was just in awe of the, how thought out it was. I was like, you are telling me this is like, two hours of them rapping the whole time and changing sets and like doing like, it's just like this flow. I'm like, I don't know how people do it. It's I know. crazy. It's so, I know. I was so blown. I was like, uh, it felt like even like the numbers that like every musical has mm-hmm. like a kind of throwaway number where you're like, okay. Like it's like, <laughs> there's like, you know, a track that you skip when you listen to it in the album, but like Hamilton doesn't really have those. Mm-hmm. Everything is just so it's like perfectly placed. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a musical that you don't like? Do you have like an unpopular opinion musical oh, where you're like, I'm not, I don't like this one. Oh my God. Let me think. Uh, a musical that, okay. A musical that I saw that I was like, 
Oh my god, this is an unpopular opinion. Okay. Me and my brother saw Chicago live. Okay. And it might have just been the fact that we got seats so far to the side that we could literally <laughs> see the stage manager. <laughs> and we could see the actors like prep before they go on stage. I could see them like changing. Like it's like th- we shouldn't be able to see this. We could only see half the stage. And also, like, I don't know, the cast was like Chicago does this thing where like they bring in celebrities to like play okay. the things, but like the celebrities aren't always like good performers. Right. They just yeah. kind of sell tickets. But uh, Chicago Live did not like, but I do love the movie Chicago. And the that music was a good is one. Yeah, I saw that one like back in high school. I know like, the movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a uh, my girl, my high school girlfriend was a choir girl. Yeah, and they were learning. Uh, some stuff from Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah, seen yeah. that movie probably like a hundred times because she yeah. just like wanted to learn the music and practice. Yeah. I was like, I'm fucking sick of this. And <laughs> Sweeney, when, yeah. Sweeney. yeah, it's intense. It's intense. <laughs> and then she like showed me Chicago. I was like, I like this. This like, is good. I don't yeah. know if it's just because it's not Sweeney Todd. Or <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I saw Sweeney Todd. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I actually helped co-write a musical that was that uh played. I was so lucky it played off Broadway mm-hmm. and it was because, you know, the, the, the person who produced it and wrote the lyrics and story, like really worked to like make it there and like really is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom came to see New York to see the show. She saw like our, like, you know, original musical that we did. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Sweeney Todd and she was like, I liked your musical better, Dylan. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they were saying. There was no melody. They were like, this is the, this is the Taylor Swift yeah. part. It's like, it was just like, uh, I enjoyed it, but it was like, my mom was like, no, nah, I. <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah. Give me one sec. Okay, we're, we're back. We had a little dog crisis. Oh my God. So, it's like, so cute. No, I, He's like a little cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, uh, my unpopular musical opinion is uh, I hate Moulin Rouge. That oh okay okay I've never seen that okay so I the story I'm like okay it makes sense for it's like a timepiece about this like brothel theater back in like France and like whatever goddamn year you know yeah but all the music is like nineties okay it's nineties yeah but it's isn't like, it the one where it's like you know the like getcha getcha yeah 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 that one okay we'll just let him go okay could you close the door. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's his problem now. But yeah, the uh yeah, it's like it's like all nineties, but they like kinda rewrote it so the lyrics would fit kind of oh. what's happening in the story. Oh so. my god, yeah. I oh wait, it's all is it all pop songs in the I sh- think so, yeah. That's always like a like, you know, like uh there was a show there was a musical I saw called The Bodyguard where it was like a musical based off like Whitney Houston's life and Oh, okay. Uh well no. Sorry, it's based off the bodyguard, but like they used mm. like this Whitney Houston songs to like portray the plot. And it's like it feels like you're they're like really trying to make it yeah. work and they're like the plot making it she sings this song and it makes mm-hmm. sense, but it's like, yeah, sometimes yeah, see, I, I you can't go along. It's just it doesn't it doesn't feel good. And for me, I'm like I come from a um like I'm a huge metalhead. I'm very different musically. <laughs> Wait, same. No, just kidding. <laughs> Fucking love the Tokyo Hotel. No, I don't know. Just Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo Motel. Oh my god. My life. No, just kidding. <laughs> but like, uh, I'm used to like when I would go see music. I'm used to like a very live. Everything is original. Everything okay, is yeah, made yeah, yeah, there yeah, on sure. stage. So. Like when I would see like a movie like Moulin Rouge or something where the music is kind of like it's not original music but it's kind of shoehorned. Like yes, it doesn't. Yeah. It does. I don't like that. It doesn't feel I as genuine. I know. I get that. I get that too. And mm-hmm. it's like audiences do love to sing along with they they let's do a song. But like plot wise, I'm like this makes no sense. <laughs> You're singing. Like you're singing "Where Do Broken Hearts Go" at someone's, br- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense in the plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was something else I wanted to talk to you about. That um, so I I went Lee uh, had me go to your one man show. Oh, last year, under St. Mark's. Yeah, in yes. the in the before times. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so for the listeners, what was this this one man show of yours? 
Yeah, so ba- it was a, uh, it was just an amalgamation of like all the material I had. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, yeah, it was basically like a bunch of jokes, musical bits that I had. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, it was so nice that thank you for coming. It was very like, it was great. Some friends <laughs> came to see and it was, it was musical comedy. Mm-hmm. And it was just basically all my musical comedy material. And I tried to make it. <laughs> didn't really it's like it didn't really have like a theme but it was just like all my material and it yeah was really um it was really fun to do so uh, yeah i was curious about that because like i had a lot of fun that night it was a great show i loved yeah. it yeah. what i was curious about uh now that we're like more than a year away from that date you had like a full cameraman you were mic'd up and yeah. everything do you have you gone back and watched it? And- yes, I've watched the footage, which is great. It's like good footage. I was yeah. really happy and like it still holds up, and you like you're happy with it. Yeah, I'm happy with it. It's like it's good. Like I sometimes use it to like send certain bits for songs. Yes. Um. But uh, yeah. Basically, because I was like, I was like, I feel like this this whole thing. I was like, he has he now has like nine different five minute tapes he can send out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what kind of was funny to me is like there was one point during the show where you're going into the next song and I could you like you even joked about it, I think, but you couldn't remember if you needed to play the piano for yes, it or not. It was like I didn't know if it's piano or track. So I know it was like the week before I was just freaking out like I don't like should I what should it piano or track? So um mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote like on my piano. I wrote down myself to like refer to. Yeah, because I was like, like watching that. It was like it wasn't like oh he fucked up. It was just like I was like impressed. I was like to remember this much music and this many jokes at this length. Yeah, like you've got to get mixed up somewhere. I feel oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so do you do you do you think you would do something like that again or? I um I would in the long term future I think I'd love yeah. to near time future not really actually mm-hmm. because I'm just more focused on uh writing new stuff yeah. writing new, and doing rape victims are horny too with Kelly mm-hmm. that I yeah I feel like I'm just trying to write new shit mm-hmm. write write new songs that I would feel like you know I don't want to be like here's my new stuff in a show mm-hmm. and bring people to like see new stuff i'd like right. to work it out before i would do that definitely I, yeah. I i thought it was like so cool though because it was like he, he basically just made his own special like he did just what you did you're just <laughs> sure. like here's a special yes like- <laughs> exactly and it felt good because i've never done that much time mm-hmm. on stage um and what, yeah. that was like 45 minutes right? 45 minutes wow. yeah it was it was nice and, that's awesome yeah and um the uh the uh the people who like produce that like frigid they're they're so great and mm-hmm. i just met them because i did the under saint mark mics and they have a piano there so that's why i go there okay cool yeah so one thing this is this is funny you you i think you tweeted about this but one of the comments in the video someone calls you gabe Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean i get that it's I, that's a comment I get all the time because really? it's like that's your only reference for musical comedy is right. Bo Burnham. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god, Gage and Bo Burnham, you. And it's like you know I like Bo Burnham's mm. great and I think he's very very funny, but I feel like there are other comics I feel yeah. like more similar <laughs> to like like tone wise or something. Definitely, but uh, yeah, Bo Burnham's great. He's he's very good. I, I'm about halfway through his new special right now. I haven't seen it, okay. I, but I've heard I've heard many many people are horny for him and horny. <laughs> for the specials so i'm like well i guess i gotta yeah watch this well it's kind of like funny about it is like the comparison like between you and bo burnham it's like yeah bo like used to do some like dirty stuff but like i feel like his material now like most of his material for years has just been this like existential dread you know <laughs> exactly it's like this like yeah it is like this kind yeah. of like existence artist blah 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 yeah it yeah. has been that it's like him being like miserable but like about his own identity and role in the universe sure. and i'm like i don't think there's definitely not as much of a parallel like content wise content wise like, very different yeah, yeah exactly it's like the, the the thing that makes you and bo burn the same is you both know how to play a keyboard we play a keyboard joke. and we sing and yeah. we're like kind of gay like that's kind of how we're similar <laughs> you heard it here first bo burnham kind of gay bo burnham kind of gay uh <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, that's the only thing that makes us mm-hmm. similar. I feel yeah. more similar to like, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I feel more similar to other comics. Yeah, than 
Do you have any? Do you have? So you mentioned some of the other uh, musical comedians in mm-hmm. New York City. Is there any uh, like musical musical comedian like national headliners that you like? Oh my god, I really love other musical comics. I really love. I like Tim Minchin a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's he's from Britain, and now he like literally writes musicals, which okay. is really really cool. Um, <laughs> He he wrote Matilda on Broadway. Oh. To mention someone who I really like. I also uh I really, really love uh yeah, Larry Owens I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh National can, can, I'm like trying Oh, J.R. de JR de Guzman is okay. really, really funny. Mm-hmm. I think he 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 had an ex Netflix special mm-hmm. doing musical comedy. Um Marsha Belsky, I think, is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's so so funny. Um yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, there's you, a lot. I, you, you, you gave me a lot of names that I'm gonna have to check out. Yeah, I'm very curious. Yes. My friend Kelly Bachman, check her out. Does she do musical comedy? Uh, not well. Like the songs we do are musical comedy, but uh, I don't think solo wise. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So you guys, you guys collaborate on yeah, some we collaborate com- on musical comedy. Oh, okay, because like yeah, I saw like the premise for your show and stuff, and I was like, I've only seen her do like stand up. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. You guys, oh my god, the video you guys made during the oh, pandemic. Oh yeah, tell me I'm up, but don't fucking touch me. That's yeah. right. It was so, I was like laughing so hard at that. It was oh, so thank funny. You. Thank you. <laughs> Did you guys record that in separate places? Yeah, or? we recorded that and like our friend like was very nice and helped us with recording it and then we just shot the music video and then posted it. <laughs> yeah. How was the response to that? It was good. It was like very nice. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people responded in a way it's like, oh my God, this is exactly how I feel. I'm like, like, like the the complicated <laughs> nature of like feeling, mm-hmm. still feeling like horniness, but also like trauma and like not wanting to be it's like, like you know, like touch. It's like you know, wanting to be. Of course, like everyone wants to be a, but also it's like don't touch me, yeah. <laughs> don't touch me, sir. <laughs> yeah, I just want the validation, but don't touch me. <laughs> um, and so th- this kind of theme, that's like the premise of your new show with yeah. Kelly, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like kind of looking into like the nuances of, you know, living with that kind of trauma and mm-hmm. like, you know, our way of coping with it is like making comedy out of it. So that's kind of what we mm-hmm. do. But um, yeah, we're really proud of the show. That's also, awesome. some of the response was negative. Some of the response was definitely like, like, yeah, it's like, why would they like, like there were trolls who were like, like, you know, like, said mm-hmm. mean shit. But, like, there were also some, like, people who were, like, like, who I think were survivors who were, like, why mm-hmm. would you put this out? This is so... And I think, you know, it's kind of, like, I can understand where that thing mm-hmm. is coming from and that pain, but also it's, like, I think th- this is, like, our way of... We're, like, trauma survivors right. ourselves. This is, like, what we're trying to do to, like, mm-hmm. um, our way of coping. And I think it makes other people who are also survivors feel less alone in it. And, like, that's... So I mean, like that's what we right. we say and do, but um, I can I, understand where people are coming. Totally, from. but I think it's like it's one of those things again, like the, the like this raw and like open, honest comedy. Totally, where it's like you you want to talk about this dichotomy that doesn't really get like this like a, like a, a light on it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's like yeah, you're bringing it to the forefront, but you sure. put it out. So of course, there's like this like generic broad audience that's like i don't know if this is too much you know yeah exactly exactly and like yeah it's like it's not something that you know Mm -hmm. it's like someone's used to hearing or seeing and stuff so i know it can be like i can understand how it can be like jarring and Mm -hmm. like you know but i think um i think it's what makes it good sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah and i think yeah it's like you know i think uh, but you know, Kelly and I are <laughs> gonna keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like our way of like you mm-hmm. know coping with it, and I think other like yeah. survivors of it like really resonate with it. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to like like we want to like address all the nuanced, you know, kind of uh, aspects of like living with that kind of trauma, right? Like, rape trauma. Yeah, I think it's like great. I, th- I think it's just like you know. I don't know, bring it's like, yeah, like bringing light to those things, like those totally, feelings. Like, totally. And that, like, I always thought, like, I think, like, Bush era comedy was very shocking, like, stuff where it was like, oh, like, we got a conservative com- country, let's say some wild stuff to get yeah. people to laugh, like, uncomfortably. Yeah. And I think since, like, to, like, you know, 2012 onward, there's been a shift in comedy where the best comedy has an element of perspective. And it's mm-hmm. like, what's totally. your story? Where are these people coming from? Totally, what have they lived totally. through? What are their experiences? And I totally. think that specific 
like genre of comedy and like that theme is not brought up like yeah totally totally i agree and i think it's like it's like something that mm -hmm. i would want to see and hear and stuff right. so that's why like um yeah that i totally mm -hmm. what you're saying like i really love hearing about people's like unique lived perspectives mm -hmm. and, and experiences right and that's kind of what you know we're coming trying to come from in the show mm. uh and uh yeah it's like you know my friend kelly put on the show uh because a lot of times like the joke is like the rape victim is the is the punchline or like that mm -hmm. like in some but it's like now kind of like um doing her show rape jokes by survivors it's like oh yeah and, like it's like a joke like from the perspective of a survivor making mm -hmm. from their own the like experience which is like not as hurt as often as like right someone making a joke where like the punchline is the yeah victim, yeah know? where it's like not like a very we don't we don't do those jokes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah but that that's great and also for the listeners like uh if you like you probably have heard of kelly you probably just don't remember it but she was the one who called out harvey weinstein yeah 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 yeah, yeah. at that comedy at show comedy right show. right before the pandemic Def yes yes and that was like super dope that yeah. was great <laughs> it was a, yeah it was amazing i was like i knew her before and i was mm -hmm. like oh my god wow yeah that's, that's, that's so yeah i only ever saw her at pine box like just you know doing open mics or whatever mm -hmm. and then when that news broke i was like holy shit i've seen this person in person that's how i like, thought too yeah. that's how i thought i'm like i have to talk to her now she's what good morning america yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's wild yeah and, so also you mentioned earlier that you, you in writing <laughs> in writing your comedy yeah. uh you in the beginning you kind of went with uh, a lot of gay asian themes yeah so i also noticed like i think this year is the first year that like aapi month has been like a huge thing and much more of a presence yeah and that's some yeah like it's unfortunately mm -hmm. because i like i wish it were always like a big thing but it right. was always like something like that like a general like mm. like we're like what this i did this was a month but yeah. uh i like yeah i think be, like there's been like some added like attention because mm -hmm. of like anti-asian hate right. crimes yeah and, like it's all circumstantial yeah but um i think i you know i've also been more inspired to like because i just want to write stuff that i feel mm -hmm. in the moment and that i think about and yeah. something that i really have been thinking about is my asian identity and like right. my like and it was honestly something i didn't think about uh, it was something that i it was lived it was like a lived thing that i kind of like experienced but it was like never like something that i thought like ruminated that much or like right thought i should make like as much material about but mm -hmm. now it's like what i'm thinking about a lot and i really do want to write um some material yeah. about it and kind of like experiences mm -hmm. and as yeah because so. that, that's what i was going to ask about because like i noticed in the the comedian community there yeah. was like aap my aapi month was very talked about and a lot of asian comedians were very about and very vocal about it so i was wondering if you had like started directing some more of your material that way in like a clean sense or if oh yeah that. yeah 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 i wrote one song that's based off of like anti-asian racism mm -hmm. and like racism like it was like you know like in the gay community too and mm -hmm. like uh also also like added the experience of like being attacked by someone in yeah. new york early pandemic too and like i think i have one song that's like based off of that yeah which is like <laughs> and i want to write more i'm like yeah yeah but uh I do. That's definitely not clean. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I've been trying to kind of write more songs about that. Mm -hmm. That's not just kind of, that isn't maybe just like related to anti-Asian racism due mm -hmm. to COVID and like all that. That's like, like I want to write like lived experience of it. Like, and right. how, like the also like what being like the experience of like being mixed race and the nuance of that too. Mm -hmm. So definitely i think those are all like great topics yeah. to go into you know yeah and maybe uh maybe people at the ice rink will like <laughs> <laughs> nothing would ever please those <laughs> ice rinking artists you know what would please them if you just played piano and didn't say anything <laughs> literally i should have done that i mean like they're they had musicians and music is perfect because like yeah people just talk over the music but me i had to like Mm. sing about my asshole and then 
Like people <laughs> were listening. It was so yeah. It was it was brutal. It was That's brutal. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like back to what we were talking about before. There's a uh, Lee and I. We were walking through uh, Washington Square Park, and yeah. the listeners, Lee is Chinese, and she has a joke about this experience now. But this like guy comes up to us, yeah. kind of crazy look, and he goes. He comes like right up, really close to up, and he, and he goes, Chinese people, stop. And Lee was like, what the fuck? Like, what's he got to say? And then he goes, discriminating against white people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and we walked, away, we walked away, and like Lee was like, how did he know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, props on knowing. Oh, my God. That's... Saw right through her. <laughs> yeah. Props on knowing the hate that we <laughs> harbor. That's so, that's really funny. Like, I was just like tuned into the Matrix in that moment. He's like, I see through it. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, some, this is, this is kind of a dumb thing. I, I was going to ask this thing about this the whole episode is um, the keyboard. How heavy is it? And how do you get it around the city? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is so heavy. I think it's 50 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And uh, I used to literally lug it to every show. So, I would. Like carry it on the subway, it would get like my case would get torn to bits because I was carrying it up the stairs and kind of mm-hmm. dragging it. It's so heavy and like I would always have to get there early to set it up, and I could never like leave a show. I would have to wait for the or sometimes I would have to like put it on and then after my set like carry it off clunkily to like get to my next thing. <laughs> I know, and sometimes I'll like order an uber if i don't have time mm-hmm. usually i'll take the subway but if i don't have time i'll order an uber mm-hmm. and then <laughs> they'll see it they'll be like oh no i'm like i'm like oh it's gonna work oh it's gonna work and mm-hmm. i'm already putting my piano in there they're like oh no oh yes it will <laughs> it'll fit and it does fit You're like i'm not getting an xl for this exactly i cannot <laughs> wait for this i have but um yeah it's always like a hassle and everyone on the subway wants me killed yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like this bit and uh it makes a lot of noise and like when i go to you know sometimes for show like there's like sometimes here and there where i won't do that well and it's like well i guess i gotta pack up my piano and uh, oh, lug it home. No. Labor of the- i know those are always the most painful like some like Ooh. late night 1 a.m. show where everyone is high and I lugged my piano into <laughs> the venue for it. And then you got to wrap up your power cord I on the side. Wrap and... <laughs> up my power cord and lug. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I, for a long time, I had only seen you actually use the keyboard or the piano at the creek. Yeah. And then you hosted Drool, and that was the first time I saw you with the Bluetooth speaker. And I was like, this yeah. is Dylan Adler's Super Saiyan mode. Like, he, like, figured out the next, like, step. It, tracks saved my life for, like, they really did, like, I just, tracks just, I don't have to lug that shit around the city. Mm-hmm. I can just send the tech or send or just plug it in myself. Tracks, it is so much easier. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, that's always, like, the big thing is, like, musical comedians, like, we had, uh, Oh my god, we had um, Derek Calto. He came to our mic. He brought his guitar in our backyard, and just like the like walking around the street, even with a guitar on your back, even a guitar is a lot. It's like it, it feels like it's like so much room. Yeah. You know? There was one time I was on the train. I saw someone with a uh, upright bass in the case, and I was like, <laughs> "You are insane." That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no place to sit anywhere. Yeah. So. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. This is, I want to ask you one more final question. You yeah. can go however long, but uh, this is something I ask everybody. So in your, in your musical and comedian and musical comedy journey, do you have like a, a lesson or a message that you've kind of stuck to to keep yourself going? Not necessarily like a message within your material, but like when you wake up in the morning and you go out to do all these things, like do you have something you tell yourself? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, Something that I sometimes tell myself is when I'm writing, it's like the reminder of like doing things that really make me excited, like mm-hmm. things that I want to see, things that I really find funny mm-hmm. and things that, you know, I want to like that make me personally just laugh. That's exactly right. what like as long as like I think as long as for me, I'm like trying to aim for that, then mm-hmm. that then you then I can't go wrong and like, right. everything else is kind of out of a little control, but I, uh, I also kind of like when I'm doing a show or something or like 
a show where I basically know, like, for the most part, like, what I'm going to do. I try to, like, tell myself, like, you know, it's like you might, you know exactly what song you're going to do and, like, kind of what you're going to say. It's like, might as well, like, you know, do it big or, like, you know, do it. Yeah. You know, might as well, like, do it, like, you know, like, you really, like, I like, I like this material. I'm gonna, yeah. Like, I, I really, I, it cracks me up. I'm going to, like, yeah. Fuck, yeah, I'm, like, going to. So, um, yeah, I think those are a couple mm-hmm. of things that I try to take. That's but, great. I yeah. feel like every time I've watched you, you're always having a blast up there. Yeah, exactly. And like enjoy yourself and like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like when you, like the, some of the jokes always stood out to me like early before I kind of like saw you a bunch was like when you would do the voguing, when you oh, vogue yes, around the stage. Yes, yes, yes. And then when you do the who's, oh. Top know, gay. Who's top gay? Yeah. I'm top gay. That yeah, one is yeah, just yeah. like, oh, it cracks me up. But it looks like you're still having so much fun doing yes, this act yes, out. It's I amazing. Love I love dancing. I love being, I love like going buck wild. That's kind of like my, my, like my family is, my mm. mom is big and loud and that, so that's kind of where I get it from. And stuff. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I also want to say one last compliment here. The, the video with you and your brother, that's like the song every white person oh, loves. Thank you. That's a new one. I'm trying to. So funny. It's just like the ukulele and like, I'm yes. so excited. I'm marrying my best friend. I need to I'm learn like, you oh. to like really accurately do that one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you, you hit this, like you hit this, like, like home insurance commercial vibe, like <laughs> exactly. on the head. And I was that's like, that's what I, what I was inspired from like hearing yeah. one of those whistle songs for yep. like an AT&T commercial, <laughs> like a white w- woman picking a flower and just sniffing it. I'm like, this is, this is Imagine Dragons galore. Oh my sh- God. Yeah. yeah. With, with that video, I felt like you called out every wedding in my hometown, like, <laughs> <laughs> like to the T. <laughs> Many weddings that I played piano for, I, I called out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you played piano at a wedding? Oh yes, I have. Whoa. Yeah, it's been it's good money and stuff, but uh the wedding that I that once stuck out stuck out to me was like all white people and it was in Brooklyn. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is impressive that you actually did this in Brooklyn. <laughs> you went you filtered. You really <laughs> yeah. like must have actually worked to do this. <laughs> uh, but uh <laughs> I was the only person of color as the pianist at this like white wedding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I just want to let you all know I'm the top gay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <Begin> <laughs> so I basically did my whole set for those hoes. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's it for the show. Oh um, great. Do you, I don't know if you have anything you want to throw in here at the end or um any just, final thoughts? Um come check out me and Kelly's show, Rape Victims Are Horny too. Saturday, this Saturday the twelfth at seven at Improv Asylum. And we have other dates that we're gonna promote on my Instagram at Dylan mm-hmm. Adler underscore and Twitter at Dylan Adler Six. Yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Awesome. I'm yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. This was so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. This is a wonderful episode. You're Yay. always you're a blast yeah. to have around. Thank uh, you. And everyone, uh, this this episode comes out before those shows take place. So go check them <laughs> out. Go follow Dylan. Check him out on Twitter. He's fucking hilarious. So, uh, and uh, I will see you all next week. Bye.